Hey everybody, this is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who've been through absolute caca give you advice on how to get to the other side of yours. I am honored and thrilled today to be here with Mecca Nelson, who has one of the coolest names I have ever seen or heard in my life, and I'm obsessed with names. So Mecca, thank you so much for your awesome name and for being here with me today. Oh, thank you for, I, I'm, I want to say thank you for the invite. I appreciate it. I appreciate you and your energy, and it's such a pleasure. It really is. Oh, yes. Awesome. The pleasure is totally mine as well. So, Mecca, I'm going to give you the mic to introduce yourself and let us know who you are, where you're from, and how do you keep busy during the day? <clears throat> well, I am a, a single mom of a 16-year-old. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> Also, I, uh, I am considered a gold star uh, spouse because my husband was killed in Iraq when my daughter was three years old. Um, and my day is basically consisted of, uh, I will tell you, working. Working on my business, constantly building my business, networking, I'm constantly on my laptop or on my phone doing some work and meetings and conferences and trainings, um, helping my daughter with some projects that she want to do that she would like to complete before she actually graduate high school, which is a very close around the corner. Um, and uh, doing a lot of things with, uh, well, I was just named uh, Tunnels to Tower Ambassador. Um, it's an organization that deals with uh, veterans, wounded veterans, and uh, um, Gold Star families. Uh, that's military that lost loved ones as well. And uh, I do stuff with them as well. So, yeah. So that's what my day is. Amazing. What is your business, Mecca? Ooh. 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 Sorry. <laughs> Let's get there. <laughs> so, um my business is it's health and wellness mentally spiritually emotionally it's a full circle the name of it is mecca city of wholeness and it presents the yoma method the yoma method is a discipline that i created so it's like a it's kind of like a two-part thing because city of wholeness provides um <clears throat> fitness classes yoga meditation acupuncture um kickboxing like different forms of martial arts um and so much more conferences and the yoma method is the discipline that i created that i teach inside the department of education and also inside other organizations i also travel with it and i also a teacher trainer where i train other yoga instructors to incorporate the yoma method inside their class mm -hmm. which is a multidisciplinary and multi-generational uh work that deals with trauma responsiveness and um violence responsiveness so it's consisted of workshops and it's yoga and martial arts and meditation actually fused into one so within the time frame you're getting so much into it but it's more of an experience when you're doing a yoma method you know i could talk about it and be like oh yeah i want to do it but when you actually experience it it's like a it's like another world you're actually releasing a lot of trauma um from from your heart from your mental status from even <clears throat> like your body your in the inner part of you you hold on to so much so it's actually building a healthier foundation from inside out 
Amazing, amazing. When when you started telling me briefly about what you do, I was like, I have got to have this woman on my podcast. You are such a rock star, and what you do is is amazing. And I could talk to you about just what you do, like for three podcasts. But for this podcast, um, as you know, this is about and for women who have gone through some real caca, absolutely trauma, absolutely trauma. I mean, my guests have gone through the ringer and some, some of them through the ringer like three times in a row. So what I would love to ask you is, would you summarize for us what you went through personally and what was the worst part? Um, my, <clears throat> I would say losing my husband, he was killed in Iraq when my daughter was three, as I mentioned before, and losing him was a hit for me because he was a, uh, that the number one, I was with him from when I was a teenager, you know, high school, you know, when you together with someone from high school, you grow up and you end up getting married, you have a child, you know, he was my everything, my soulmate. People, if you look at pictures of us smiling and stuff, you would swear we was related because we look alike. You know, that's how connected we was. And like, <clears throat> that devastated me so much because I really felt like I didn't deserve to live. I felt like I was nothing without him because my life was like as if it was built around him, you know, because because he was in the military, you know, I built my life around his movements, you know what I'm saying? So it's like not having him here in my space really took a toll on me. Like I would sit on a bed so many times and and just stare in one space and not even realizing that I was there for like an hour or two hours you know that's how zoned and depressed I was it took a toll on me to where my health was being affected I would be sick and not even know what's the doctor what to the doctor the doctor say there's nothing wrong with you but it was just because of my mental status and my emotional status that was being affected because of that loss and I went through different levels of uh, grief and bereavement. It was just a process. And also dealing with my daughter, with her thinking that he was gonna come back home. Oh man. You know, so that was something else that I had to deal with. So I would say I experienced multiple traumas mm -hmm. in um, that time of me losing him. And it was just a process for me to come out of it. Um, <clears throat> so that really affected me, you know, because I stood by him with every decision that he made, but you will never think that that's not, you know, that's how you was actually going to end up losing a person in your life, you know? So, yeah. 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 I am so deeply sorry for the loss of your husband. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you. Of course. Yes. And thank you also for being so open with us about um, how it impacted you as well. I mean, what you're describing, what you're describing, it truly is uh, the effects of trauma and carrying the trauma in your body and, and the way that you describe staring at a wall and not knowing you were doing it for an hour. I mean, I can, I can just, I can hear your words resonating with so many people who are listening right now. Yeah. And what I'd like to do now is make a shift to where you are now because you've come through so much. It takes an absolute warrior. I invite warrior women to be on this show. It takes such strength and such resilience and holding on and whatever else it takes. We don't know a hundred percent what it takes to get through the kind of loss and trauma that you and your daughter went through. 
So what I'd love to ask now is what's the best part about being on the other side of that? Not to say that your grief is over, not to say that, not to say that, that life is perfect necessarily, but I would love to know what's the best part about where you are now. The best part about where I'm at now is that I can actually talk about it um, because there's for years I was never able to speak about it without getting a knot in my throat. So that's one of them. Um, and I would say to be where I'm at now, as far as my business was actually formulated from that loss, you know, it, it, it allowed me to take the fire and the light that I had into to bring it out because I knew there was a purpose for me to help others. And by me experiencing what I went through and dealing with it the way that I dealt with it allowed me to like <clears throat> shift into a different woman, <clears throat> you know. And now I did, all I do now is I help people. I help people work through their trauma in multiple aspects. You know, it could be through me speaking, doing speaking engagements. It could be through a workshop, through a conference, you know, through an interaction. And, <clears throat> excuse me, that's where I'm at today. Um, allowing me to make a change in, in the world in a different aspect and uh, being a vessel, honestly, uh, a vessel for God to make these things happen. Because believe it or not, it was me, you know, working on building my relationship with God as I was going through this transition. Because at one point I, I, I felt like he wasn't there for me. Yeah. But after going through that whole transition and seeing my relationship with God, he taught me that, you know, you're going to go do what you're going to go through. And he don't give you as much as you can handle. So this is your task and you have to work through it. You have to fight through it. He always had me in his hand. I just had to believe. I just had to have that faith. And with me having that faith, you can't tell me nothing. With me believing, you can't tell me nothing. Because God had me, I tell you, he had me lifted up. And, and the thing is, as well, is my work is faith-based. The Yoma Method is created from faith-based. Because the way that I teach... People always say, I, it's like they felt like they've been to church, church in the best way, you know? So, you, and you don't have to be a church person to take the class. You don't have to be a church person to be in the presence. But you know what? You're going to receive something that you need, whether it's a word, whether it's a movement, whether it's that meditation that helped you get to where you need to get to, to make it happen. My testimonies from my clients, my students are amazing and the outcomes are amazing so that's where i'm at today i'm happy that i was able to maneuver through my experience to help make a difference for others and also being a role model for my daughter because our children watch us especially yeah. being a single parent they watch our every move you know especially when you have the girls and then the boys is a different aspect so it's like they watch us how did mommy move through this situation and it's teaching them how to move through the situation. And it's all about building resilience. Yes. Having resilience. And I swear that's my nickname because I'm teaching my daughter and just through observation. And she comes to me and say, Mommy, I want to be like you. I want, like, I see how you move. And for my 16-year-old to see that, and she would say these things to me from when she was like 12, 11 and 12 years old. That's where I'm at today. I'm, I'm happy that I can be able to do what I'm doing 
and love it and it's it don't feel like work yeah so amazing where you are today is amazing i don't even i I don't even know what to say like miraculous yeah miraculous yeah Yeah. and i've seen i've been seeing a very strong theme in this podcast of women who go through something backbreakingly life-shatteringly hard and then turn around once they get back on their feet or even before they get back on their feet or as part of getting back on their feet, they mm-hmm. turn around and they start extending that hand to other people. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's really amazing. And you are a living testimony to that. And the importance of your faith during the process of healing and during the process of processing your trauma is really touching to me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I was, I'm wondering, Mecca, I have noticed that really brave warrior women who have gone through some rough stuff and come back out tend to travel in packs. So I wanted to ask you, is there anyone who sticks out for you, any other warrior women, perhaps who have been inspirational to you on your journey, who you think would be great guests on this podcast? Hmm. Uh, and if not, that's totally cool. I, I have a few. I'm just trying to pick who. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. She is my spiritual mentor, um, my bishop wife. Um, she have known me for years. That's how long I've been at the church. And she remember when I always spoke about, I feel like I'm in a dark hole or I'm in a dark box. I stuck in the box. She would be the one because she watched me evolve. Mm-hmm. She watched me shift. She see where I'm at today. She continued to support me. When I brought out the Yoma method, she was there to support me. And I start teaching it at the retreats that we have every year for the women. Mm-hmm. And I make a difference like that as well. So it would be her. Elizabeth Baboza is her. That's who I would that that would be the woman right there she's amazing her words are powerful you know she's she's authentic she's real it's not that <clears throat> i you know and all that extra stuff she's just real you know that's when you receive so much is when you are real and you just let it out the way that it is and you don't bite your tongue and she speaks knowledge and light in she your life. Amazing. She sounds amazing. She, yeah. she, she really is. She yeah. really is. Well, I will definitely follow up with you about Elizabeth. And we've now come to the question that really is the essence of this <clears throat> podcast, which is, Mecca, based on not only your own personal experience, but also your professional experience as a teacher, what is one piece of advice that you would give women who are in the middle of crisis right now and they're listening to this and they're asking how in the world am I going to get to the other side? I would say, cause I used to ask myself that same question, honestly, I would say stand strong, you know, remain steadfast no matter what and know that you have to go through the process mm-hmm. in order to get to you know, and that no matter what, you got it, and that power is in the palm of your hands, and you just have to be the one to use that power. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you hold that key and you have to notice, know your value and your worth and know your purpose and remind yourself that your child is one of your biggest support systems. Your child is that one that allows you to see that I have a bigger and better purpose here. And I am that role model for my child. They are looking up to me. And always know that <clears throat> you are wonderful. You are beautiful. You are loved. And you look yourself in the mirror and you tell yourself that as much as you can in order to remind yourself about who you are. If you got to put, this is what I tell my students or anything I do when I'm speaking Put it on a sticky note, stick it everywhere you can. Just remind yourself at work, in the car, in the house, passing by the door, passing by the mirror, by the refrigerator. Put reminders on your cell phone. I make my daughter do this as well. Put reminders on your cell phone like every two hours, depending on how much you think you need it, just to remind yourself of these things. It could be a mantra you could write mm -hmm. or speak to yourself. It could be a quote. It could be a, a scripture in the Bible that you can speak to yourself, those things right there. And I'm going to give you something that to help you ignite your fire, a mantra that I use for so long, mm -hmm. right? And eventually I shift up my mantra, but I'm going to give you this to carry on. I want you to speak this to yourself. You don't, if you don't believe in God, that's okay. You can shift the words around, but I'm going to do it the way that I always did it. Father God, allow me to think what you need me to think. Hear what you need me to hear. Speak what you need me to speak. And feel what you need me to feel. That right there will allow you to open up every aspect. Sometimes we don't listen, right? Even if you believe in the universe, if you don't listen, the universe is talking to you. God is talking to you. But then what happens when you don't listen? You see yourself going back through that will. Your mission is to stay focused. And I want you to stay focused. Not for me, not for anybody else, because who cares about everybody else? It's about you right now. And this is your moment to be selfish and be selfish at this moment and speak those things to yourself. You hear me? Because it's all about you. It's all about you. Much love, peace, and blessings, and move with greatness. That's, that's my, my gems. Those are my gems. I'm dropping the mic. I'm dropping the mic. <laughs> thank you so much for that, Mecca. Thank you for the mantra, and thank you for the feeling behind it. And I can, I can feel that between New York and L.A., wherever the heck we are. What I... I love so much about what you just said. I wanted to emphasize for a minute what you said about our children being our support system. Mm -hmm. Because I think that it's absolutely critical to have support during a time of crisis, trauma. And it's important, there, the, some, some things are supportive and some things aren't. So we have to get the right kind of support, yes. right? And to think about our children as, as a source of support, I think, is 
almost a revolutionary, a revolutionary idea, right? Because we, as parents, we think about ourselves as we need to support them. We need to support them. And yes, we do. But I think what some of us, some parents don't quite realize is that our children lift us up too. Our yes. children support us too. And they want to, they yes. want to be there for us. And we, not that we should be leaning on them in in a developmentally inappropriate way or mm-hmm. be our parents or anything like mm-hmm. that. I fully totally get that there's a hazard mm-hmm. to that. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. When I was going through the depths of my muck, my children were so much of what helped helped me keep standing and keep yep. moving forward. And mm-hmm. they didn't even know that. They didn't know it and that's fine. Exactly. exactly. Yep. Exactly. I did, not, I did not demand it of them. It's just they're hum- we're human beings and we're hardwired to support each mm-hmm. other and to be mm-hmm. in families. So I, I love what you said about that. Thank you so much. You know wh- why I said it too is because I remember when the chaplain and the casual assistance office came ringing my doorbell and they told me I fell out um, and my daughter was three years old. She, what she know? What's she know? She tapped me on my shoulder and said, Mommy, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. That little voice, I'm telling you, that little voice I kept hearing. And that voice kept reminding me of that. And, and I would look at her and I would say, I love you so much. That's, 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 you are my purpose. You are my reason for doing everything that I'm doing, you know? So that's, that's, that right there, that, that was my, my light. That's my light, you know? Yeah. So that's, it's, it's very important, you know, cause they need us. They need us to, to be strong, you know, but to know that we are, are human and, you know, we're doing what we need to do to make sure that they're, okay and that they're straight so it's beautiful i i am hearing you i love it and um to totally change change uh topic here since we're all about being epic on this podcast mecca if you could have any superpower that you don't already have <laughs> what would it be honestly i'm so serious i'm i'm fighting between two right now all right to give me both I want to fly, right? Because I truly believe that I'm an eagle and no matter what, I'm always going to fly high in the sky. I'm a four. And then I'm also fighting with, I want to have doppelgangers. Like, I need multiples of me. Whoa. <laughs> mecha one, mecha two, mecha three. <laughs> How many do you want? I think I need at least like maybe 10. Ten will do it. Yeah. yeah, you know how much I can get done. Oh my goodness! Oh, you come out here to LA and you can teach us all the Yoma method. I'm yeah. I'm in. I do travel. I do travel. Girl. Ooh, we should plan that. That would be nice. You should. Yes. 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 I know where you can stay. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's talk. Um, okay, so all so you and your ten other meccas are gonna fly to LA because <laughs> you can fly now, yes. and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a Yoma party. Love it. Yes. Oh my God, I love it. That gonna be fun. <laughs> okay, so my last question is: 
how can we find you? How do we follow you? Where are you online? Ooh, I'm on Instagram. You can find me at uh, T-H-E underscore Y-O-M-A underscore method, M-E-T-H-O-D. Um, on Facebook, it's the Yoma Method. Mm-hmm. Y-O-M-A, of course, it's spelled. And uh, on uh, LinkedIn also, you can mm-hmm. find me as Mecca Nelson on LinkedIn. Yep. And my website, my website is uh, Yoma Method dot com so yeah you can basically hunt me down and my email address is up there my phone number is up there so yeah i'm looking forward to hearing from some of you guys and you know making a movement happen and doing some things um um yeah all right let's do some things everybody everybody knows how to get through to you not hard yes yeah fantastic Thank you again, Mecca, from the bottom of my heart and soul for being on this podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for inviting me. It was a pleasure. It's like meeting you. I honestly felt like I've met you before and that we've been around each other before, way before we even met. It's Mm. just the energy, you know? It's the energy. Synchronicity is like really making a movement. (laughs) 2019 for real. (laughs) So, yes, I appreciate it. Thank you. Likewise, there are, there are unseen forces that are at work here. Mm-hmm. So this is Nikki Bruno with Mecca Nelson on the Epic Comeback Podcast. For more information about how to stage an epic comeback in your life after going through a life-shattering situation, please go to theepiccomeback.com. <laughs>